0: Chapter 12 of American History Stories, Volume 2. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. American History Stories, Volume 2 by Mara L. Pratt. Chapter 12 Paul Revere's Ride. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. On the eighteenth of April in seventy-five, hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. He said to his friend, If the British march by land or sea from the town to night, hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the North Church tower as a signal light. One if by land, and two if by sea. And I on the opposite shore will be, ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm for the country folk to be up and to arm. Then he said good night and with muffled oar silently rowed to the charlestown shore just as the moon rose over the bay where swinging wide at her moorings lay the somerset british man of war a phantom ship with each mast and spar across the moon like a prison bar and a huge black hulk that was magnified by its own reflection in the tide meanwhile his friend through alley and street wanders and watches with eager ears till in the silence around him he hears the muster of men at the barrack door, the sounds of arms and the tramp of feet, and the measured tread of the grenadiers marching down to their boats on the shore. Then he climbed to the tower of the church, up the wooden stairs with stealthy tread, to the belfry chamber overhead, and startled the pigeons from their porch, on the sombre rafters that round him made masses and moving shapes of shade up the light ladder slender and tall to the highest window in the wall where he paused to listen and look down a moment on the roofs of the town and the moonlight flowing over all meanwhile impatient to mount and ride booted and spurred with a heavy stride on the opposite shore walked paul revere now he patted his horse's side now he gazed at the landscape far and near then impetuous stamped the earth and turned and tightened his saddle-girth. But mostly he watched with eager search the belfry tower of the old north church, as it rose above the graves on the hill, lonely and spectral, and somber and still. And lo, as he looks on the belfry's height, a glimmer, and then a gleam of light. He springs to the saddle THE BRIDLE HE TURNS, BUT LINGERS AND GAZES, TILL FULL ON HIS SIGHT A SECOND LAMP IN THE BELFRY BURNS. A HURRY OF HOOFS IN A VILLAGE STREET, A SHAPE IN THE MOONLIGHT, A BULK IN THE DARK, AND BENEATH FROM THE PEBBLES, IN PASSING, A SPARK STRUCK OUT BY A STEED THAT FLIES FEARLESS AND FLEET. THAT WAS ALL, AND YET, THROUGH THE GLOOM AND THE LIGHT, THE FATE OF A NATION WAS RIDING THAT NIGHT. It was twelve by the village clock, when he crossed the bridge into Medford Town. He heard the crowing of the cock, and the barking of the farmer's dog, and felt the damp of the river fog, that rises after the sun goes down. It was one by the village clock, when he rode into Lexington. He saw the gilded weather-cock swim in the moonlight as he passed, and the meeting-house windows, blank and bare, gaze at him with a spectral glare as if they already stood aghast at the bloody work they would look upon it was two by the village clock when he came to the bridge in concord town he heard the bleating of the flock and the twitter of the birds among the trees and felt the breath of the morning breeze blowing over the meadows brown so through the night rode paul revere and so through the night went his cry of alarm to every middlesex village and farm a cry of defiance, and not of fear, a voice in the darkness, a knock at the door, and a word that shall echo for evermore. For born on the night wind of the past, through all our history to the last, in the hour of darkness and peril and need, the people will waken and listen to hear the hurrying hoof-beats of that steed, and the midnight message of Paul Revere. End of chapter Twelve.